0: self is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation. And that is an act of political warfare. If I didn't define myself for myself, I would be crunched into other people's fantasies for me and eaten alive. The great Audrey Lord. Chapter three. Confidence. So we are officially weeks into the new year. And with it being the new year, I know everyone always has these resolutions that they're trying to hold so tightly to they want to keep their promises to themselves they want to honor and respect their individual journey and I think that's why we always have these moments where we're like I'm going to do this that and the third I'm going to fulfill my dreams and I think it's all beautiful and I think it's powerful and as I think about that I'm reminded of my own journey from being a child and The little things that I would write down about these dreams I had, which was to be the first woman to do literally everything. I wanted to be a WNBA player, an ice skater, an actress, a singer, a dancer, all at once, all at once. I was going to be the first woman to do literally (laughs) everything. Now, obviously, I'm not the first woman to do everything, but the power of writing something down that's in your heart. And it doesn't have to be for everyone to see. That's not the purpose. It's not supposed to be for everyone to see. But having something in your heart or on your mind and putting it down on paper, I'm talking about pen, pencil, and paper. Sometimes it's our notes app. That's fine if you're in bed and you're just jotting some things down. But there's power in that. And I can't Fully articulate why. I don't, I don't know why, but this is a new year. And for those of you who are wanting a change in your life, you're wanting to see yourself in a new light or a new direction, my challenge for you guys is to put it down on paper. Write it down. There's no harm in it, just write it down. Even if it's something as simple as, I wanna be happier this year, write it down. Write it down, keep it for yourself. So often um, we get caught up in the self care movement and like this positive positivity movement. And I think that the concept of it is great, but the reality of it is a chore sometimes. It's everyday mining of self, everyday, looking yourself in the mirror and choosing yourself and what is good for you. And the thing about it is that when you choose yourself, when you learn to choose yourself, when you learn to love yourself daily, to keep promises to yourself, those little things that you write down, to keep promises to yourself, it builds confidence. It builds trust with self. And this isn't something that I I learned until as of recent There's nothing worse than not being able to trust yourself because you don't follow through on your own promises. But when you start to, day by day, just in the the little things, keep promises to yourself, care for yourself in the smallest ways, your spirit is just a little bit lighter. And I think that for me, That was the power of the poetry club in high school, is writing things down, committing things to memory, and performing them in front of people. It developed a sense of power. I felt powerful. I felt like, wow, look at what I can do. My words, they mean something. And more than what they mean to other people, they mean something to me. And because I value my words and I value my thoughts, I'm going to treat this as something that's precious. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I got to fly out to the great city of Dayton. <laughs> and for anybody who knows anything about Dayton, Ohio, yes, it is a very um, small city, but it is known for being the funk Capital of the world. If you know, you know, I'm gonna make you guys Google it. I'm gonna make you Google it. Dayton, Ohio is a fun capital of the world, but also is known for producing some amazing writers. And wow, this next guest at the Poetry Club is not born and raised in Dayton. His work for the city of Dayton cannot go without recognition. he has been teaching high school age children the power of creative writing and language arts for quite some time now. He has a master's degree from Miami University in creative writing. And he is releasing an amazing project soon that everyone should be on the lookout for. I got to sit down with my friend Kyle Flemings at Table 33 in Dayton, Ohio, and I just want you guys to be in a room to listen to this prolific writer speak.
1: Words live, and they live with us, uh, sometimes on us, right? We wear words uh, or titles that we deem appropriate to our behavior or to our own awareness. At the same time, like, we also wear words that other people kind of give to us that don't necessarily fit to our own particular uh to our particular uh, self-awareness right um i feel like um when i think about some words that i uh, personally used to wear was like um like poor right um growing up poor and having people call me poor like i used to wear that word and um it's taken me uh you know 30 some years to kind of uncondition myself to realize that i wasn't although i was poor i'm not poor and i feel like um I learned that through writing but um, it's also love honestly you can show somebody you love them by writing by giving them you know words encouraging words And I feel like um, often we do remember actions um, and actions are very important but also words uh, one of my love languages is kind of uh, words of affirmation and I, I do that to myself and that's also something that I gave to a lot of students um, giving them the ability to to find themselves with words, but also to uplift themselves with words. So um, when I was younger, I first been introduced to a poetry, it, um, it was a way for me to articulate myself, express myself. I feel like um, up to that point, I did not know or understand how to really express myself um, I, I couldn't, literally. So um, with poetry and my relationship with poetry, it was always um, something I found. And honestly, it's been one of my most consistent relationships that I've ever had, um, whether it be romantic, platonic, or familiar. But um, it's continuing to transform me because I'm still learning about myself through things I've written on the page and through things that I, I, I found in other and other poets and other uh, books of poetry and other forms of art so okay. um, your favorite work of poetry?
0: Hmm.
1: my favorite work of poetry um, hmm that's a hard question I think there's a lot of different um, poets and um, things that I kind of gravitate to uh, a certain uh, at certain moments or things when I find, like, I, I, I need words. Um, so I think, as far as textual poetry, I would say, hmm, god damn. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I really like, in uh, contemporary, I would say, Clint Smith, um, Counting Descent, uh, Dennis Smith, uh, uh, recent, uh, poetry works. Um, I would say a lot of Underdog Academy stuff. Um, I think, I got to, I, I for sure, because I'm, I'm, but I'm also being dead serious. Like, when I think about, uh, <laughs> some of the artists that, uh, I, I really gravitate to and who are kind of speaking my own language, it's definitely a lot of my friends. Um, so, yeah, if you're not hip, check out Underdog Academy. <laughs> um, And I would say older uh, poets. I would say Langston Hughes, um, Sonia Sanchez. um, As far as like, I I know I'm missing so many people. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe. He was like one of the first poets I really kind of gravitated to, just because I really liked how he talked about like being poor. Like, (laughs) and I feel like um, up to when I think about my formal education and the poets I was um, introduced to, a lot of them talked about nature. And it was like, the fuck does this have to do with, like, life? <laughs> and I feel like Poe, like, really talked about life, like, dealing with grief and how that kind of, you know, messed them up, like, loss. And I feel like a lot of my childhood I lost, um, I also gained, but I feel like through pose, like I was able to kind of really identify and see myself. Um, now, as far as like other modes or mediums of poetry, I would say Marvin Gaye. Uh, <laughs> he's definitely a, a poet. Um, Donnie Hathaway. Uh, uh, um, hmm. There's, there's so many. Uh, and then as far as like my, my favorite quote that uh, I'm going to get tatted on me uh, is, as Audre Lord. if I didn't define myself for myself, I would be crunching to other people's fantasies for me and eating alive. And I feel like that is poetry. <laughs> you can't tell me that that's not. And I feel like those are words that I live by or I'm trying to live by. I feel like um, being conditioned in this world, you constantly feel like you are you have to subscribe to other people's fantasies. And um, that was like the first time I actually found language that kind of spoke to like, no, no, you don't. So um, I would also say that's poetry as well. Um, hmm. Yeah, there's so many different um, kind of works of poetry, but I also say life, I guess, right? Um, how one moment you can be like feeling like you have lost everything, the next moment you you know, are j- full of joy, you know what I'm saying? So I think that um, I find poetry in almost everything, so. Favorite Hmm, okay, so I got a, a few. Um, um, the first one that I really think of is the time that I spent with my mom in Western Virginia so we used to go to like this pond or lake and we used to go like feed the ducks and <laughs> we used to f- like grab bread <laughs> really <laughs> we used to grab like a loaf of bread and uh we would go and feed the ducks and that's the memory that kind of really sticks out most to me uh for for a lot of reasons one i think um this is how my relationship is with my mom and uh And also like this that intimate time, like I, I like I remember like really being happy, like doing like something as like nominal or like silly as that. But I feel like um yeah, and that's that's one memory I think. Uh another memory um that I remember from my childhood is really just spending time with my grandma. I think. Um Yeah, it would be like Holidays at my grandma's were would be like thirty of us in a house, and her cooking, and then all the cousins just acting a fool in the backyard or acting a fool in the house and yeah, I think those are some of my favorite childhood memories The um, mm. last time I felt joy. Um, Last time I felt joy, I would say uh, I was um, talking to my younger sister um, just about our childhood and her talking about her my niece and my nephew uh, her kids, and how much they um, how much they're growing up, and this is some of the the goofy things that kids say, so I would say that is um, the last time I felt joy, I guess the last time I felt joy by myself was in my writing, um, thinking about a funny memory that I had with my father. Um, it's uh, one of the first times I actually spent some time with my father. We were going on a road trip uh, to to his actual house because I was staying I'm staying with my mom at the time, and I didn't know how to pump gas, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and. Uh we stopped at like um this town. So Pennsylvania's big as hell. And in the middle like so I lived in Erie. My dad lived on the other side of Pennsylvania, like near Scranton. And we stopped at like Hershey or somewhere. Um and he asked me like to pump gas and I had no idea what the hell I was doing. So I like I took out the gas pump and I just put it in the uh the gas tank or whatever. And I didn't press anything. I didn't, I didn't do anything. So he paid for the gas, and then he uh, he took it, and, and then I, I put the. As soon as he walked out of the, the gas station, like I took out the pump and I put it back in. I didn't press anything or nothing. So we were driving down the road, and he's like, "Hey, like, did you put gas in it? Like, did you did you, did you pump gas?" I was like, yeah, "I think so." He was like what the hell you mean think so? <laughs> he's like, what the hell you mean think so? And he's looking at the gas saying He's like, hey, hey, you didn't put no gas in this. <laughs> I was like, oh, sh- shit, like, you know, oh, like, I-, I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he just looked at me for a couple seconds and shook his head and just started laughing. I'm like, but he was tight, though. He was tight for a little bit. But I feel like uh, recalling that memory and th- thinking about the things that I, I didn't know, um, and, like, those like kind of study like those silly but also like uh, goofy times like laughing like laughing about things that um were once serious or not taking life too seriously i think those are uh, the moments that I, I like to find or i'm starting to find within my writing so uh, hmm. well one uh Definitely uh, support uh, Miss West <laughs> in the Poetry Club. What she's doing is uh, very dope. Uh, she's a talented artist, and y'all should definitely um, tap in. Uh, another thing is make sure that you um, make sure that you define yourself for yourself as well as. Um, as well as don't take yourself too serious. Um, Have goals, but be fluid um, in the ways that you get there. There's nothing wrong with expectations, but also, you know, take present moments for what they are. Like, don't try to place your past or be anxious for the future. Like, um, those are some things that I'm learning. Um, As well as, um, yeah, don't be afraid to show love. I feel like that's something that the world definitely needs more. So, not only to others, I think it's easy to show love to others, to think, but more importantly, yourself. Um, definitely make sure that you show love to yourself, um, as well as um, be graceful with yourself. Um, so, yeah. I
0: don't know why it. Taken me so long to feel like I am worthy of love. And not just the love that I can receive from other people, but the love that I can give myself, I'm worthy of. And I'm learning how to love Jamaica fully, wholly, honestly, in spirit and in truth. This too is revolutionary. This too is political. This is my poetry. Caring for self, preserving self, honoring. And I left that meeting with Kyle filled with so much encouragement and just the joy you get from looking someone in the eye and listening to them speak about their passion. And simultaneously, as one person talks about their passion, another person's passion and lust for life is reignited in new and beautiful ways. And Although the cold was bitter and the winds were cutting the cheeks in my face, okay? (laughs) I was edified and I was reminded of my words and the weight that they carry. And I guess for you all this week, I hope that you take my challenge earlier seriously. I hope that you... Write one thing down. Just one thing down can be something small, like I said. Whether you want to be happier, whether you want to remember to wash the fucking dishes. (laughs) Anything. Practice keeping promises to yourself. Practice that. And report back to me and let me know how it goes. That's y'all's homework, all right? And I'm going to check for it. By the next podcast episode, I'm going to ask. Matter of fact, if you're listening to this right now, do me a favor. Send me your promise to yourself. Unless you want to keep it private, that's fine. But send me your promises. I'll post them, and we can reconvene, and we'll talk about it on the next episode. I love you guys. I will see you, I don't know, maybe soon. I I might have you on the flight. I'll see you on the flight. (laughs) I'll see you at the Poetry Club. Good night.